Good morning. You, you may have noticed our announcements are a little generic this morning. Um, we live in a pretty fluid world right now, do we not? Um, it is wonderful that folks are here. Um, and uh, just a few announcements that I will make is that we will not be doing our Wednesday night programming uh, this coming Wednesday. And we will postpone that until further notice. Um, the um, trivia night um, is also going to be rescheduled. We've got to get a date for that. Um, and uh, there may be other things that we will be postponing. Um, my intent right now is that we will continue to offer gathering space on Sunday. But that may change also. All right? I'll be saying more. Um, for those of you who um, have been um, somewhere on another planet, um, you do know I'm talking, and the, th and the things that we are doing are in response to uh, concerns about the coronavirus. Um, and so um, I'll be saying more um, as part of the message today. Okay? Fair enough? D is there anybody that did not get the email that went out on th there was an email that went out Thursday from the church office. It, did you get that? No. Okay, we're going to do something right now. Everybody get out your cell phone. You, don't, you, don't, you aren't told this too often. Get out your cell phone. It is okay to get your cell phone out in church today. <laughs> and um, here's what I want you to do on your cell phone. I want you to put in my phone number. All right? If you don't have it, I want to make sure you get my cell phone number in there. Okay. What was that? What's my Dan Brown? Thank you. Who said that? Good question. I shouldn't assume everybody knows who I am here today. We've got a lot of visitors today, and that is awesome. Um, okay, Dan Brown or or uh, Pastor, what's his name? That works too. Um, Eight five nine is the area code. 806-9996. Got that? 859-806-9996. Now, here's what you're supposed to do. I don't know what would happen if you all did this right now or not. It'd be interesting. You all are to send me a text sometime today, um, but please... Please tell me who's sending me the text, okay? Don't say, hey, I'm sending you this text. Oh, there we go. Stacy Robinson, good job. <laughs> she wins the prize. All right. Uh, um, send me a text um, that, that um, uh, has your name and your number so I can get this in my phone. Um, this will be a way that um, I will be seeking to um, communicate. Um, also, when you fill out the attendance sheets today... Um, when you fill out the attendance sheets and you put your, 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 will you make sure you put an email on here? Um, so I can make sure we have your email. What's that? Write it, write it so that Alana can read it. <laughs> yes. Um, cause, uh, uh, Deb has worked for lawyers and doctors and she can read just about anything, but her fee is high if I have to call her in to consult on this. Um, but uh, that's my wife, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about. Um, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about what the church has to pay her. I'm talking about the things I have to do at home to get her, <laughs> if I ask her to do these things for me at church. All right, can you all do that for me? Um, we will not be passing the offering plate. That was part of the, the email that went out. Uh, basically uh, was letting folks know we are going to be doing things a little bit differently in worship. And so maybe I should take a few moments just to let you know. We're going, if you noticed when you came in this morning, the greeters smiled and waved. We're going to learn to greet each other in a different way. Um, okay? Um, the smiling piece wouldn't be bad anyway. Um, but uh, rather than handshakes, even high fives, we're going to smile and wave. Okay? Um, we won't be holding hands during the last song that we do. Um, we won't be doing passing of the peace, and, and, and we won't be passing the offering plate. And so, um, 
That doesn't mean we're not doing offering. <laughs> That's what the treasurer told me to say. Uh, um, so if you will, with your attendance sheets and your tithes and your giving, um, if you will, uh, at the end of worship, there are plates up here, there's plates in the back. If you will, just drop uh, both the attendance sheet and your checks in the offering plates as you leave. That would be wonderful. Okay? I'm trying to think, have I forgotten anything else? Can you remember if I had any? What's that? Table talk. Good question. Uh, I will leave it up to the folks who are part of Table Talk for, for this evening, okay? Um, and, and, and I think part of that email was also just telling you, um, if you're familiar with the virus, um, you know, the reality is most folks, most folks recover from it, but um, not everybody does. And especially if you're 60 or older or have underlying health conditions, and, and if you're 80 or over, um, it, there's even a higher risk. Um, and I say that to say to you all, if it is in your best interest to stay home and not come here on Sunday morning for worship, that is okay. Man, I never thought I'd say that. But it is, okay? It is okay if for health reasons it is better for you to stay at home. Fortunately, we have a, a, a staff and a few folks who have said um, they will be here on Sunday to help so we can make sure that we broadcast something on Facebook Live or by podcast, okay? And um, you can access both of those on our website, all right? Good enough? Thank you. In the meantime... Um, I think it's important that we gather together in times like this. Um, it is especially in times like this that we need to be reminded that there is a God. A God who created us, a God who loves us and cares for us in times of certainty and uncertainty. A God who loves and cares for us in, the times of, in good times and bad times. A God who never leaves us alone. And so we gather on this day to be reminded that Christ is with us, not only here in this space, but God is with us always and forever. And so I invite you to stand as we celebrate Christ's presence among us this morning. Gracious God, um, we just ask that you pour out your spirit upon us, that you would calm our fears, that you would make us ever aware of your presence, that we would surrender everything to you this morning and allow you to surround us and inhabit us with your love. Open up our minds, open up our hearts in the very depths of our soul, that we indeed may know how great thou art. In Christ's name, amen.
You're supposed to do something right now. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's do an affirmation of faith. And, and besides, Dustin typed this in. He told me if I skipped over it, he was going to come get me. Um, join me in this affirmation of faith. Um, we believe in the one God, creator and sustainer of all things, father of all nations, the source of all goodness and beauty, all truth and love. We believe in Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, our teacher, example, and redeemer, the Savior of the world. We believe in the Holy Spirit, God present with us for guidance, for comfort, and for strength. We believe in the forgiveness of sins, in the life of love and prayer, and in grace equal to every need. We believe in the Word of God contained in the Old and New Testaments as the sufficient rule both of faith and of practice. We believe in the church, those who are united in the living Lord for the purpose of worship and service. We believe in the reign of God as the divine will realized in human society and in the family of God, where we are all brothers and sisters. We believe in the final triumph of righteousness and in the life everlasting. Amen. Now let's join our voices together and sing how great thou art.
please be seated and join us in prayer. I came across this prayer that I thought was appropriate for today. Uh, I think it was on the American religion page. I'm not even sure. It doesn't say. But I'm going to invite you um, to join me in this prayer in your heart. And so I just ask you to bow your heads, um, to focus on God and God's presence in our midst as we offer this prayer on this day. Jesus Christ, you traveled through towns and villages, curing every disease and illness. At your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus that we may experience your healing love. Heal those who are sick with this virus. May they regain their strength and heal through quality medical care. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together um, and even our own government from working together and neighbors from helping one another. Heal us from our pride, which can make us claim invulnerability to this disease that has no borders. Jesus Christ, healer of all, stay by our side in this time of uncertainty and sorrow. Be with those who have died from the virus. May they be at rest with you in eternal peace. Be with their families of those who are sick and those who have died. As they worry and grieve, defend them from illness and despair. May they know your peace. Be with doctors and nurses and researchers and all medical professionals and healthcare folks who seek to heal and to help those affected and who put themselves at risk in this process. May they know your protection and your peace. Be with the leaders of all nations. Give them the foresight to act with charity and true concern for the well-being of the people they are meant to serve. Give them the wisdom to invest in long-term solutions that will help prepare for or prevent future outbreaks. May they know your peace as they work together to achieve it on earth. Whether we are home or abroad, surrounded by many people suffering from this illness, or only a few, Jesus Christ, stay with us as we endure and mourn, as we persist and prepare, as we seek your peace and your guidance and your wisdom in place of our anxiety. Give us your peace a peace that passes all understanding. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Father God. Heal us. Mend us. Touch us. Amen. Now I invite you to stand as we join our voices together in This is My Father's World.
And I am going to invite the kids to come forward, children to come forward. Um, I have to admit, I'm winging it this morning. With all the uh, chaos going on this week, um, I forgot I was supposed to prepare a children's sermon. So is there anybody who wants to come up and do this? Oh, here's two that want to do it. Oh, wait, no, that's not why you came forward. Christy's like, stop that. How y'all doing this morning? Good? You look more awake this week than you were last week. Not really? Huh. Um, well, I don't know about you, but when, when, I, when I was your age, there were, a few, there, were, there were things that scared me or bothered me or made me be afraid. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Do y'all ever get afraid? No? Yes? You do? Okay. You do? Okay. Though, which, which ones of you never get afraid? You t- oh, you never get afraid either. You do both. You like to raise your hand, don't you? That's cool. Well, you know, one of, the, one of the passages that I'm going to read later today, and I'm going to invite you all to uh, come and read, uh, or uh, go home and read later, is Psalm 23. Does anybody, does that sound familiar? Yes? Yes? Okay. You know how it starts? Anybody know how it starts? That's okay. Take a wild guess. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And some translations say, uh, the, I'm trying to remember, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, the translation I like the most, which I think is the best, says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Some say, I, I need nothing, but I lack nothing. Think about that. This is what we proclaim when we say that we believe in the God who created us. Is we believe that the God is our shepherd, and as long as we are in relationship with God, we lack nothing. And so even in the midst of fear and being afraid and bad things that may be happening at school or at home, um, hopefully you come to learn that that psalm is true that the Lord is our shepherd, that the Lord goes with us, that we lack nothing. Because even in good times and bad times, God walks with us and is there beside us. And if you all learn that, you can teach it to your parents because they probably need to learn that too, yes? Amen. Um, But it was just a very meaningful... In fact, the first Bible I received with my name has the Psalm 23rd on the inside cover of it. And in fact, to this day, I almost always do the King James Version because that's what it was. But um, anyway, can you all go home and read Psalm 23 today? Okay. You've got it in your book? Okay. Good deal. Okay. So if you all will do that, let me just offer this prayer for us this day. Okay. Gracious God, We know that you are surrounding us all the time with your love, but sometimes we just forget that. Um, Sometimes we just act as if you're not there. May you make us always aware that you are beside us, that you are that good shepherd who, because you are beside us, we can claim and know that we lack nothing. For you are there to encourage us and to lift us up in difficult times. And you are there to sing and to laugh and to celebrate with us in good times. And for that, we are thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? All right. As I asked the choir to stand this morning, we, uh, we were scrambling a little bit too this morning. Uh, and uh, one of the things that... Uh, we were doing, uh, thinking we would need something to play during the offertory. Stacy uh, reminded me of a piece that she had done, and uh, now we realize we're not going to have the offertory, but we're going to do that piece anyway. So you're going to get two specials here. Um, if, you, if you've watched on uh, Facebook at all, you've noticed that uh, certainly the Italians have decided 
uh, to come out of their homes on the balconies and share music. And um, in times like these, maybe music can provide some, uh, some spiritual healing. We certainly hope so this morning. So if you feel led to join us, we're going to sing the first verse of Great is Thy Faithfulness. It's on page 140 in your hymnal. And I'm going to turn up the piano. Let's <laughs> see, we're just flying. See, we're the hands here. Here we go. Fluid. Fluid. Comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. And all the while, you hear each spoken need yet love us way too much to give us lesser things because what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears and what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near and what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear. We cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love, as if every promise from your word is not enough. And all the while, you hear each desperate plea, and long that we have faith to believe. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? When friends betray us, when darkness seems to win, we know the pain reminds this heart, this, this is, is not, this is not our home. 
Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? And what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if my greatest disappointments or the aching of this life is a revealing of a greater thirst this world can't satisfy? And what if trials of this life, the rain, the storms, the hardest nights, are your mercies in disguise? Amen. Hey, Matt, was the uh, were the was the the announcements were they on the video also for folks where I gave out my cell phone number? Yes. Okay. Thank you. So, so for those of you watching at home, uh, Ralph and Linda, and uh, Michelle and Marlon, and anybody else, you all are also invited to text me. Um, I may have to get more used to looking into the camera. I don't know. Well, let me... Um, I've told a few folks. I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going with today's message. I just decided that the sermon I had wasn't appropriate. And uh, Deb, will, uh, Deb has had to put up with me since Thursday, uh, saying, I know I need to do something different, but I don't know what it is. Um, is God talking to you, dear? Um, and maybe you should come give us, no, he's not asking me to give a sermon, she assured me of that, so, um, but um, I just, I just want to speak of what's been going on in my mind and then share some passages with you. Can I do that today? It's going to be a little bit different if you're visiting, um, if you're watching for the first time, this is not normally what I do, um, maybe it is, maybe it's what I should do, I don't know. Uh, but last week I had this nagging thing that I should say something about the virus, and, and I didn't. Uh, like many of you, I've been watching for weeks now as this has progressed, and um, I'm sure, like many of you, um, hoping that um, eventually there would be some coherent, clear message that we received. Um, that has certainly been lacking. Um, at least I have not been able to find that. Um, and um, Wednesday night, I'm watching uh, the news and the press conference, and um, the cancellation or the uh, postponement of the NBA, and the reality that Tom Hanks has coronavirus, and I knew we had hit a tipping point. Now, that seems crazy, doesn't it? But um, it is a reality how it takes certain things before we reach a tipping point and we begin to realize we are living in a different and a unique time. A and it requires us to probably do some things differently. And sure enough, I, I told Deb, I, I said, um, I probably, can, can I say this in church? I, I'm going to say it. I hope I don't. I, I, I said all hell, hell is going to break loose tomorrow. Okay? Um, and that's what happened, isn't it? On Thursday, the dominoes begin to fall and people begin to react. A and um, I tell you, I struggle within myself of what is overreacting and what is being cautious. What is being uh, faithful and what is being foolish, if that makes sense. I don't know about you all. I grew up in, you all know I grew up in southeastern Missouri, and so I understand rural community, and so um, I know in our rural community when something like this happened, we would be going, ain't coming here, we don't have nothing to worry about, we live out here in the country, that's all, that happens to those city folk, right? Yes? Go ahead, admit you think that way, don't make me feel bad. Maybe it's only southeastern Missouri folks who feel that way. Um, and so part of me in the back of my head is saying, well, anything you, you do, um, you're just overreacting and being alarmist, right? 
I also went to University of Missouri at Rolla and studied science and engineering. And so my head is saying, no, that is not foolishness. That is not overreacting. Does that make sense? And so this is a struggle in my head. Um, and I don't know what the right things to do are. I will tell you, I may step on some toes with this, but if you are only getting your information about coronavirus from one network, and, and, I, and by that I mean if you are only listening to, oh, I'm just going to say, if you're only listening to Fox News over here, or you're only listening to MSNBC over here, um, realize you are not getting the full story, okay? I'm sorry, but I have seen, um, I have seen uh, pastors who are telling their congregation that, um, oh, just have faith in God. Don't take any precautions. Just have faith in God. This is not a real issue. Um, just keep doing your normal life. Only people without faith are these people calling for us not to gather and do things like that. Now, I don't know about you all, but that scares me. Um, to me, that is not faithfulness, okay? I said to a few folks, you know, there is a difference between faithfulness and foolishness, okay? Like, um, it is not faithfulness to go up to a 10-story building and jump off of it and say, God will save me. That is not faithful. Even Jesus wouldn't do that, right, when he was tempted? That is not faithfulness. That is foolishness, okay? And so um, let us keep that in mind. Boy, this thing has a mind of its own. Did somebody sneak up here and do that? <laughs> so these are things that are going on in my head as I try to figure out how we should respond. But, but one thing I think is important is that we do realize that the coronavirus is a real threat. Um, and, and even if you don't think it's a threat, I can assure you that um, coming to Cameron sometime soon... The schools are going to shut down, folks. I mean, I, mean, it's going to, I mean, if the schools don't decide to do it for safety, the health department might tell them to do that. But I, I can't imagine that it's not going to happen at some point in time. Um, businesses, you've already seen. I mean, I, did, I never thought I would see this. I don't know if you've seen the news. To, Walmart is going to reduce their hours so they have more time to clean their stores. More supermarkets are doing this. More and more places are doing things differently in order to take precautions to make sure that they don't contribute to the spread of the virus. We need to do the same thing as a church. As much as, as um, I would like to, you know, I think the most important thing that we do is we gather for worship on Sunday. I think that is important. And yet, I don't think for us to continue to do it in the way that we have done it without paying attention to uh, the risk that it might pose to people is a wise or a godly or a faithful thing. Do you hear that? Now, if you, you, you know I'm not an alarmist, right? I mean, you all know that, right? Um, I would hope so. I'm, uh, as we've dealt with some of the finances in the church, you know, I've tried to, tried to um, create this balance between... Um, being wise and yet being calm. And so the question becomes, how does the church respond in times like this? We can't stick our head in the sands and, and really to say, well, we'll just, we'll just um, act like it doesn't exist and trust that God will make sure we don't get the virus. That's, a, that's one way to go. I think that's a foolish way rather than a faithful way. Um, how does the church respond in times like this? And so, um, as I was, and, and I know there are some of you in this room, uh, there are some of you in this room who still um, question what the hoopla is about. And that's okay. And there are some of you who, when someone coughs in a room like this, you really want to get up and run out because you're afraid that it might fall on you. And that's okay also. 
Some passages came to mind as I thought about this. There's this passage from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths, and he will keep your way straight. And then there's a passage from Philippians, which I think is one of my favorite. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and start at verse 4, because that's the, where the, this section of the passage begins. Um, Be glad in the Lord always. That may not sound appropriate today. But I think it is. Be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say uh, rejoice. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring up all your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with giving thanks. And then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Jesus Christ. Do not be anxious. Do not let the fear that um, will overtake us, I believe, as more and more things happen, uh, if we um, have not put some thought into what is going on. Do not be anxious. Now, notice he doesn't say don't take preparation and don't be cautious. He doesn't say don't, don't, don't. Take precautions. He doesn't say, um, don't be wise. But he says, don't be anxious. Don't allow this uncertain times that we exist in to so overwhelm us that we are unable to function or unable to think or unable to rely on God. Pray. Pray. Prayer is an important thing. It is not the only thing, but it is an important thing for us to offer up to God uh, those, those anxieties that we do have, the fears, the concerns that we do have. It is good to offer those up and to release those to God. And I can tell you that God will give us a sense of peace that goes beyond understanding. When we offer up those things that, that we are fearful of and are, become ever aware of God's presence with us, we can walk in the midst of trouble and difficult and uncertain times knowing that we do not have to know what tomorrow holds or what the next week holds but trusting that in each day God will give us the strength and the wisdom if we will stay in communication with God. You hear that? And then I want to read from um, Psalm 23, because again, I just think this is a wonderful psalm for us um, in this day, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Let us read that over to ourselves until we believe that in the deepest depths of our being. He lets us rest in grassy meadows. He leads us to restful waters. He keeps us alive. His presence with us enlivens us and gives us the strength and the courage that we need. He guides us in paths for the sake of his good name. And even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, We do not need to fear or be afraid because you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And you set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. 
Your goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the Lord's house as long as I shall live. Now, I don't know about you, but in times of trouble, I go back to that psalm because it does remind me that in the midst of difficulty, that God is with me, that God guides me, that God gives me wisdom and strength and courage, gives me direction and points me um, in the places that he would have me to go. And even in the midst of uncertainty, I can experience a, a fullness of God's presence that enables me not to be anxious and overly worried about what might come or what the future might hold. Because I know that God will be with me and goes with me. And then lastly, I want us to think about the, the passage from John 14, 27, which comes in the midst of Jesus talking to his disciples about the fact that he is going to leave them. And he says at the end of that, peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. See, I think in times like this, the church is, is not called to be fearful or afraid. The church is called to be a, a beacon to the community. The church is called to be a, a, a group which seeks to um, do things that are for the best of the whole community. And so that may mean we have to think about worshiping different or uh, eliminating or including different things in our worship service. I don't know what that will look like. It may mean that we need to get used to, for a while anyway, staying home and um, listening to a worship service on video. Now, Kobe will tell you he can't believe that I'm saying that. Because when they said they wanted to put me on TV, as they said, I'm not on TV, right? I'm just on Facebook. I said, oh, Lord, no. <laughs> you mean people are going to hear what there's going to be proof of what I said and what I did? And... <sighs> and he said, um, well, I, what did you tell me? Just do it, right? Just suck it up and do it. I don't know what he told me. Get over it. That's what he said. Get over it. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about you. Get over it. There's people who need this. Um, little did I know that, that uh, we'd be at a point in this where we may be doing that for a while. Um, but, um, and so we'll all get used to that if that's where we end up. Does that make sense? Um, so again, I don't, I don't know what uh, the future holds, but I want us to not be anxious and afraid. I want us to do a wise thing, right? So, like, if you got a fever and you're coughing and hacking, please don't come to church, okay? In fact, don't go to work and don't go to the supermarket, okay? Um, there are some common things we can do that we may find if we do these things in the midst of this virus and we learn new habits, we may find that we get the flu less often, and colds left off and right? Yes, Stacy's shaking her head. Yes, she works in healthcare, And so um, we may find out these things. Um, Lordy B, please wash your hands. Um, I do hospital visits, and so um, I, I have been in a habit of doing that. Before I leave a hospital, I, I wash from my elbow to the tips of my fingers for about 30 minutes. No, not that long. <laughs> a couple of minutes. Um, there are some things that we can do that make good common sense, right? Um, and, and let us take the virus seriously, but let us not be fearful. Um, if we get news and information, okay, I'm going to give you a secret. If you want to learn real things about the virus, go to the CDC's website, go to Johns Hopkins, go to uh, Harvard, um, anybody who's got other suggestions, forward those to me and I'll send them out. Do not count the last place you should go right now, in my opinion, 
is some of the, especially the cable news folks, please don't get your information there. I don't care whether it's way over here or way over there. You got my drift. Um, and Lordy B, don't get it from politicians right now. I'm sorry, but um, I, I mean, I'm just sorry, but I just haven't seen um, leadership there from anybody that gives us a degree of certainty as to what we should do. Um, and that's one reason why we find ourselves where we are, I think, in not knowing exactly how to respond. Uh, if the health department tells us not to meet, um, we will not be rebels. Well, Deb says I won't be a rebel. It's hard for me. I'm just telling you, canceling these things is, is the last thing I want to do. Canceling Wednesday night is the last thing that I want to do, but I think it's the prudent thing. As I told somebody, I'd rather be foolish for being overly cautious than foolish because um, Cameron United Methodist became the center of a virus outbreak. So I'll, that's okay. And you, you're okay. if you want to call me foolish, that's okay. I answer to that name. Deb will tell you that. Um, last thing I'll say. Well, maybe not the last thing. Um, in, in the midst of this, though, how can we be the church? I mean, I do think th that crises like this challenge us to think about how we can be the church. A and so even though recommendations will tell you if you're 60 and older that you really should limit your exposure, uh, Deb keeps reminding me I'm 60 and older and that that applies to me. And I tell her, well, kind of. Um, I probably won't be your best example. Because I believe in these times uh, that as a pastor, I am not just pastor to Cameron United Methodist Church. I am pastor to Cameron community. A and so as things progress, as I think they will, um, I have offered my services to the regional hospital and to the school um, to do whatever I can do to help um, whatever needs to be done. If things begin to close down, there's going to be, what, over 50% of our students are free and reduced lunch. Um, think about the issue that creates if the school closes down. Um, if there's something the church can help um, in alleviating that, I'll be on the front lines. Um, and I invite any of you who um, feel called to do that, and I say called to do that, um, to let me know that, um, so that when that time comes, I've got groups of folks I can reach out to and say, hey, here's what the community needs. Um, let's go provide it. Okay? Does that make sense? But in, in these times, the church is called to demonstrate our faithfulness. We are called to live as if we believe the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Even though things may be going on that scare me or make me fearful, I will not let that overcome me. I will trust that God is with me and goes with me and leads me and guides me. And even if I get sick, even if I have to walk through this dark valley, I will trust that God is with me. And I will trust God's promises that God will not abandon us and will not leave us alone. And even in the midst of difficulty, will give us a sense of peace and purpose that passes all understanding. You see, crisis are an opportunity for the people of God to shine the light of Jesus, to be the beacon of hope, to be the hands of healing, to be the folks of compassion. And so let us commit ourselves to be that in these uncertain times. Let us pray. Gracious God, indeed, as we gather in this space and we wonder what tomorrow might hold and, and we wonder what uncertainty lies ahead of us, may we learn to trust in you. 
May we pl place all of our trust in you. May we surrender ourselves. And during these times of uncertainty, may we be a community that demonstrates our faithfulness by pointing to you, by trusting you, by being your hands and feet, by offering hope and healing and wholeness. In Christ's name, amen. And now I'm going to invite us to stand, and we're going to sing, help us, what's that? Yes, help us accept each other. Amen. Thank you for indulging me this morning. Um, but let us go forth from here, knowing that God goes with us. Let us go forth, knowing that God will not abandon us. And let us go forward knowing that God's love surrounds us and is, in fact, within us each and every moment. May we learn to trust in his abiding presence. Go in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 To smile and wave, and not hold hands.